Hi, I'm Kezia, a brain injury survivor. Hi, I'm Carrie, a stroke survivor and BIND member, and welcome to BIND Waves, Episode 7. Today we're going to talk about a traumatic brain injury survivor, and our guest today is Jimmy. Jimmy is an, a very enthusiastic brain injury survivor advocate, and he has also written several books. Jimmy, welcome to the podcast today. Thank you, Carrie. Thank you, Kezia. Well, as I said, I'm Jimmy. I uh, acquired my, well, I don't know if I acquired my brain injury, I got hit by a car in Boston, did most of my rehabilitation in Georgia, both uh, Savannah and Atlanta, and then I couldn't get to bind fast enough to improve my life following the brain injury. Welcome to Bind Waves, the official podcast of the Brain Injury Network of Dallas. I'm Brian White, Bind's Executive Director. On each episode, we'll be providing insight into the brain injury community. We'll be talking to members and professionals regarding their stories and the important role of Binds Clubhouse. We work as a team to inspire hope, community, and a sense of purpose to survivors, caregivers, and the public. Thank you for tuning in to Bind Waves. Let's get on with the show. Well, Jimmy, so tell us a little bit more about that. You said you got hit by a car. That's what caused your traumatic brain injury. Like, what, were you playing chicken? <laughs> No, I was uh, running across the street. As a matter of fact, in my first book, I wrote, I put some uh, pictures in it of the uh, of the accident and of the car, and then me in a coma. It was uh, <clears throat> on Mother's Day of 1992. I was running across the street in Boston while I was drunk, and uh, that's not the reason why brain injury survivors should avoid uh, alcohol. But uh, that's why I had mine. Awesome. So, right now that you showed the picture of your car accidents, I honestly don't think I don't think I've ever seen them. So that was amazing. Thank you for bringing your book to share it. I had never seen it. Um, so, the car accident was really bad, and you had um, bones broken and all of that. Right? Like it wasn't just your brain that had got damaged. Right? Right. Yeah. I was, uh, oh, am I supposed to say? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, um, I broke my uh, right leg. The thing is, um, everybody um, immediately following their accident, they, that is the worst accident that can happen. And um, when I do my advocacy work at uh, Brain Injury, uh, sorry, um, at Brain Injury Network of Dallas, and also um, Medical City Plano, I talk to the family and friends of people who've had a traumatic brain injury. And now that I'm 29 years, almost 30 years post, I tell people I had a bump on the head because I can't say that mine's worse. I drove here. I knew when I was coming here. I went to sleep when I wanted to last night. I woke up when I wanted to. I exercised. Well, today I didn't actually. But uh, <laughs> there's well, we time. could keep that. We, there's, there's time. time. <laughs> there's time left in the day. Yeah. And, um, so I can't say that mine was the worst. My mom always disagrees, my dearest mother, but... Uh, well, all our moms think that, <laughs> right? right? We're the best at everything, and if something bad happened, it was the worst. It was the worst. All moms are the same. <laughs> but so, Jimmy, kind of uh, one question that I always wonder, I have another friend that I have asked him the same thing. So which takes longer to heal, the broken bones or the brain injury? I broke this the second time, all right, <clears throat> excuse me, the first time I got hit by a car, 
with the brain injury, brain injury survivors heal their bones very rapidly. So to prevent my seven breaks in my leg from uh, healing wrong and having to amputate the leg, they had to put a rod in my leg. And the second time I got hit by a car as a pedestrian in 1995, the same leg got hit, the rod bent, and contrary to popular belief, bones don't bend quite as well. So I had 33 breaks between my knee and my ankle in the same leg. And, um, but I'm still, I mean, I walked in here, I drove, I uh, do stuff, but I'm still always healing my, um, my brain's always in recovery. Thank you. Wow, that's, I, I didn't know that you had 33 broken, broken bones. That's, that's a lot, mm. that's a lot. And I'm thinking maybe you need to stop walking in the street. <laughs> I don't know, I'm just going to say, so what did recovery look like for you? I mean, we, we've kind of asked everybody that. Some people have OT, some people have PT, some people have speech. What did your recovery look like, your brain injury recovery? Okay, immediately following um, Max, and I put that in my first book. Then uh, the, um, I went to Amityville, New York, and uh, I was in a place that's no longer there. A lot of places don't last very long, unfortunately, for uh, brain injury recovery. And um, I had all the same ones, that, all the same therapies that uh, Carrie just said, which were the uh, OT, speech, um, recreational therapy, physical therapy to learn how to walk again. And um, you know, I still use that now. I, I still use everything the same way. I sit down, I touch my legs to the back of the, uh, to whatever I'm sitting on, to feel it and then sit down. And um, I'm always working still on my recovery with uh, my brain injury. And uh, one thing I'd like to say is though, that we, we brain injury survivors cannot safely use alcohol, or uh, non-prescription drugs again. Okay. Well, I, think that's that's, I think that's a really good tip, though. I think that's a good tip, especially because um, at least some of the medications that I take, um, having some type of alcohol or anything like that lowers the... I'm not sure. Inhibitions, exactly. and it causes you, cause you to be drowsing. Yeah. Or like uh, one of my, one of my um, medicine, it's like if I have one beer, it feels like three. Mm. Like it's just so much easier. So that's a really good tip, actually, J Jimmy. It's a really good tip. Um, and you were just explaining some of the things that you continue to do after having or as a recovery that never ends for a brain injury. Um, is there anything else like... Um, I don't know, you, you had mentioned speech, that you have speech therapy or you did have speech therapy. Is there anything that you specifically do for your speech therapy or walking or any other, any other, um, any other things? The uh, speech therapy, uh, I was speaking, um, all right, first I didn't talk for about 10 days after I came out of coma. And um, I don't remember many complaints from <laughs> a lot of people, maybe my dearest mother, of course. And then... Um, when I was speaking again, she spoke to me in German, and I answered her. And I had studied German previous, in the three years I was wiped clean from my memory by my head uh, eliminating the windshield of the car. And also, um, as I put on the back of my fourth book, I hope this book lets me forget these things that I've seen, because we, oh, wow. we have a lot of, uh, we have, just have a lot of, uh, different things. And um, one thing, all right, the main thing that I try and emphasize with people in their recovery 
is start writing things down. The last thing I put in my journal today was uh, 10 o'clock, drive to bind. Sorry, today it was 8.30, drive to bind. And um, I'm still doing that 29, almost 30 years later. Write everything down because it helps reinforce stuff, if you can. That, that's the other thing I tell people also, though, is I know collegiate level graduates who can no longer read or write following a brain injury. So right. you don't know what you're going to have after the uh, injury. Great tips that are uh, to be continued. I feel like you always do give a really good tip. That's what I saw you uh, the first time I met you. Um, you're, you do the front desk right at bind you do the front desk you're like one of the first members that i met and you like even showed me your book that you always carry with mm. you so great tip great tip i have a book i have way too many books though <laughs> no it's, it's bad <laughs> jimmy and i wanted to ask too because i think it's probably helpful for your continued recovery because i know it is for me and things that i do you're volunteer at medical city plano you said and you work with brain injury survivors and their parents just to educate them and let give them hope and give them purpose and I know that's always been helpful in my recovery is to can you to go out and talk to new survivors and let them know that there is there is hope at the end that it's once you're back awake and alive as hard as it may be life continues on and you can make it what you want to make it would yes. you agree yes absolutely absolutely First thing I tell the families or friends of people who are in a coma from a, a traumatic brain injury, because um, that's it. I'll go to the uh, I go to five nurses stations and uh, neuro neuro ICU, <coughs> um, neuro PCU, the critical care unit, which I don't go to right now because it's um, full of COVID, and um, the trauma ICU and the burn ICU. I go there and talk to people, and the first thing I tell them is that uh, he survived. That's the first, the first best thing to do. And um, you can always go on. And actually, um, as my recruiter told me, I give credit to Marine Corps Recruit Depot. My recruiter told me, every now and then, life's going to hit you right between the eyes, knock you flat on your back. All you can do is get up and keep marching. Thank you. Do you have that written on one of your books? Is it written? Oh, I, I read very slowly. But yes, that mm -hmm. makes sense. That's beautiful. That is so beautiful. Best advice I ever got. So what? no matter what people tell you about recruiters, he actually gave me some great advice. <laughs> um, what has motivated you throughout this whole process after uh, the car accident, which was, you said earlier was 29? Yes. 29 years ago. What has motivated you throughout this whole time of continuous recovery what has been motivating you this whole time it's everything i mean life life is great we're um as i was taught by other people the only thing we can control is our attitude that's the only thing that we can control is our attitude so um as long as I, if i if i think that well i've never lived life like this before I, i've never i i'm the first person i've ever known who had a traumatic brain injury. So um, I had nothing to go on that way. I've talked to a lot of people, I mean, copious amounts of people since then. And uh, everything is new, except for there are other people, like uh, Carrie and Kezia, and other people who are also doing stuff with uh, following a brain injury that I can talk to. Because there is no blueprint for us. 
No, there's not. Now, Jimmy, I wanted to go back earlier. You mentioned that you couldn't wait to leave Georgia to get to Bind. How did you find Bind all the way in Georgia? How did you find <laughs> Bind here in Texas? That's amazing. Well, my, uh, my brother found Bind. My brother, John Ness. I don't know if I should ACH Processing Company. <laughs> he, um, Shameless actually, plug. I was, um, I was flying between Savannah and um, Dallas because my father, who uh, died two years ago, um, in, at uh, 85 years old, and my mother, who um, I've mentioned several times, she's 78 years old, so they wouldn't be able to um, particularly take care of a... Uh, now 53 year old so i was um i started transitioning out here now i am a texas um resident because according to the people who are from texas i'm not a texan <laughs> but uh i'm a texas uh resident i love living in texas and my brother was finding me uh rehabilitation centers and uh because i first when i was coming out here i said i'm gonna miss my brain injury support group find me something in Dallas. And he found me the Brain Injury Network of Dallas. That's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. I can't believe that you traveled all the way over here for this, but you have learned so much at Bind, right? Yes. And what have you, what do you do here at the clubhouse? Cassia, the way uh, you had mentioned that you saw, knew me from the, uh, from sitting at the front desk. Well, that's uh, something that uh, helps me to, uh, have a structured day and um, also to uh, talk to people. And um, like I like to tell people about my job at uh, Medical State Plano as well, I provide hope to hopeless people. That's awesome. So what I was just gonna ask, what you kinda just said, I was like, if you could give one piece of advice to a brand new brain injury survivor, what would it be? And I'm gonna guess hope is one of them. Yes, yes, uh, you're able to provide hope to others and it helps you to also, it helps you to reevaluate yourself. A lot of people say, I don't think about myself. Well, we have to. We have to always remember that um, I, have, I have to remember that I can't drink alcohol. I have to exercise. I should probably do this to cover up the belly a little bit. <laughs> but uh, we have to exercise more. Oh um, we, there's all sorts of things we have to do to take care of ourselves. It's always, I mean, as long as you want to keep living a life, a quality of life, you're going to have to remember things and uh, keep you in contact with other brain injury survivors. It doesn't matter if it was a bump on the head like I had or a stroke or um, any of the other terrible things that happen to people. Thank you so much, Jimmy, for being here and sharing all your tips. I'm sure that everyone's going to love them and definitely need them at one time. So thank you so much, Jimmy. Thank you, Kezia. <laughs> Jimmy, thank you again for taking time out of your day today and being here with us and sharing your story of a traumatic brain injury survivor. We appreciate all the knowledge and look forward to more. And we thank all our listeners for being with us again today. And we ask you to stay tuned for episode eight, Bind in the Community. Uh, my name is Jamie Fuchel and I've been here at Bind for three months. And here at Bind, it's a lovely ornaments that the members have made if you want to get ahead of yourself for like, say, Christmas or some parties of some sort that you're having. They have lovely ones with little Christmas trees and 
balls in them to make noise. Or other ones that are just wrong colorful. We hope you've enjoyed listening to Bind Waves and continue to support Bind and our nonprofit mission. We support brain injury survivors as they reconnect into the life, the community, and their workplace. And we couldn't do that without great listeners like you. We appreciate each and every one of you. Continue watching until next time. Until next time. Hello. We hope you are enjoying our podcasts. There are many ways for you to get involved in our work and support Bind's Brain Injury Network. Make a donation now at thebind.org. Shop the Bind store on our website. Become a Bind volunteer. Contact our team today to help make a difference in the lives of brain injury survivors. Don't forget, donate, shop, volunteer, and get involved.